0: Hello, and welcome back, or welcome to the Riley Brakefield Show. I am your host, the one, the only, Riley Brakefield, also known as Titties on the Streets. What's up? If you're not familiar with this podcast, it is about college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, politics, you know, the stupid shit that goes on in the world. I pretty much talk about everything that interests me, and if you're into those kind of things, you know, sometimes talk about catching pedophiles. I mean, you name it. If it's going on in the world, I'll probably talk about it. I'll probably share my thoughts, share my opinions because I'm an attention whore, point blank, period. Let's just be honest. I, that's just what I am. I like attention and I'm a whore. So there it is. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe if this is your first time or if you've been listening for a while. You know, help keep those downloads up. Don't forget to share them with your friends. You know, hopefully grow my audience. You know, if you enjoy it, please share. I appreciate that. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. On all three of those, RJ <clears throat> Breakfield, his Twitter handle, also DM doesn't pop up, They so you gotta go, RJ Breakfield, I've tried, it's, it's a sad world we live in, apparently that type of porn isn't allowed on Twitter, but the rest are, but whatever, let's talk about today's show, a little bit of news, um, had a couple things, then top five, top, top top five NFL villains this week, Did NBA villains last week, and then we'll finish out with a little bit of NBA playoff talk. And then a couple thoughts about the draft, you know, good picks. People I like, people I don't think are going to exceed or excel where they were drafted. So, but let's just, oh, before uh, before we get going here, um, the next three weeks I will not have a new episode. Um, I'm going to be traveling back home to Montana um, for my younger sister's graduation. So, you know, it's going to be spent a lot of time with family and stuff. I haven't really seen anybody in over a year, so it's just going to be nice for it to be a good time. Take a break. Don't want to try to record a podcast on my mom's house. That just sounds like a disaster. So I'm just decided you know, take a couple weeks off. Hopefully uh, get my memory or not my memory, get my big brain working. Hopefully come up with a couple good ideas, you know, hopefully stuff I can help blow this up. You know, I've been working on trying to get some interviews. No luck there. You know, I just think it's because I don't have a, don't really have a following yet, but you got to keep grinding. Right. Rome wasn't built in a day as they like to say, but anyways, all that aside, let's have a show today. We'll Start off here, Drew Meiji. Um, if you're not familiar, there's a video um, end of last week that came out. 33 years old, been in the minor leagues for about 13 years. You know, hasn't ever got called up to the the majors. The Pirates end up calling him up. An yeah, awesome video. You know, at the age of 33, it just kind of shows you that you can you can keep chasing your dreams, keep chasing your goals. You know, no matter what age you are, it's just just never give up. Just keep trying, just keep fighting. You know, that's what. It, I personally have learned you know, trying to do this podcast stuff is it's something that I would love to do. I love to talk to people. I love to talk about things. I love to share my thoughts and opinions and, and hopefully learn from stuff. And So to me, that's just an inspiration right there. Is just keep grinding no matter what. At some point, someday, it might break your way. So absolutely cool story. And in his first game and in his first at-bat, he got a hit too. So that was another cool little tidbit to add on to that. Absolutely love, love to see it. And Ohio Sportsbook had to close betting on the LSU Alabama game on Friday night um, for some suspicious activity. Um, I don't really know. I couldn't really figure out who they were saying the suspicious activity was. Um, The article just said Alabama, but I was like, they were playing LSU. You know, and there's a lot of speculation. The score was eight to two. Game ended up finishing eight to six. So I don't really know what this. There's they haven't really said anything yet, but I believe that when they say that it's. They're just getting a lump sum of money that's kind of suspicious or weird for a certain type of bet. So, but we'll just have to see what happens with that. Um, who knows, honestly? It could be anything. But I just thought that was a little interesting tidbit of why they just only said Alabama when it was LSU versus Alabama in Baton Rouge as well. So weird. And then it's an effect in an Ohio sports book. It's like the government conspiracy theories, man. They just they bounce around everywhere and you just don't know where you're going to land. Mr. Wannabe NBA bad boy Dylan Brooks will not be returning to the Grizzlies after they got beat out by the Lakers over the weekend. A report came out from Shams saying that under no circumstance will the Grizzlies be bringing back Dylan Brooks. You know, kind of of a harsh statement, but at the same time, I understand where I think where the Grizzlies front office is coming from. I feel like Dylan Brooks is kind of the bad apple on the bunch, you know, possibly a lot more involved with the John Morant type of stuff, you know, just kind of has really brought the whole team culture and everything that's surrounded him. A lot of it is his fault. I mean, he just was running in his mouth, you know, saying that LeBron doesn't, he doesn't respect until like he's in 40. That became a storyline. Lakers bumped it up a notch, you know, kind of thing. He's just been a really bad mark on the team as a whole. Like I said, a bad apple, basically. You know, a lot of people have been joking once saying he's going to go with the China. I mean, the guy, the crazy thing about Dylan Brooks is he was really good just a couple of years ago. I believe it was 2020. I believe when the Grizzlies were in the playoffs. I remember I was looking at his playoff stats. He was averaging like 22 or 23 a game in the playoffs. Why don't I just why don't I just sit here instead of running my mouth? Why don't I just look it up? here at his stats it was the 2021 nba playoffs they only played five games but he was averaging 25.8 points per game his rebounds were 4.2 assists 2.7 steals were almost there about 1.4 i mean he was playing decent basketball 2021 playoffs and then pretty much ever since then his numbers have really really went down last year he averaged 14.6 points per game rebounds were down to 2.7 those rebounds went up this year he had three his assists were down again this year. They went up, they were 2.7, and then they were 1.8 this postseason. You know, his numbers have just been the kind of average 10 points a game in this playoffs. I mean, I think the whole LeBron stuff really got to his head. But even when you go look at his regular season numbers, you know, 11 points, 7.5, 16.2, 17.2, 18.4, and then 14.3 this year. I feel like a lot of that noise, you know, he kind of really got in his head or something. I mean, the guy used to be a pretty you know I, i'm not saying he's a superstar but he could be a really good role player a really good third or fourth option for a team he just this year playing the heel being a bad guy something really switched in his head and he just lost a lot of his basketball confidence because i you know a lot of people have been commenting on him and stuff but i don't think that he was really that bad of a basketball player he was putting up decent numbers for most of his career so far and especially in the playoffs that in 2021 like You just wonder what's going on. It's probably just some mental battle. I I personally hope that he lands on his feet. I hope he gets away from that whole villain thing. Because like I said, looking at his numbers here, he can be a decent role player in the NBA. So if he can figure out how to get back to being pretty good at basketball and playing the villain, guy could be fun to watch, honestly. So just have to see how that plays out. I'm curious to see where he's going to go. I think it'd be awesome if Dylan Brooks somehow ended up on the Lakers. That would be all-time... I don't even know what the word is. All-time, like, no, what am I looking for? Plot twist. There it is. Holy shit. I was just thinking script. I was saying script or, like, I don't know, whatever. All-time plot twist right there, though, for sure. But he's still not the biggest loser on the planet. That one definitely goes to Antonio Brown, who reports came out today saying that he has not paid his Arena Football League team that he owns, he hasn't paid them in a long time, was locking players out of the hotel rooms because of their, you know, disgruntlement or... what? I'm just, I'm not thinking of words today. I apologize. But nonetheless, he hasn't been paying anyone, so ultimately the whole entire team quit. So it's like, once again, dude, Antonio Brown has just created negative press for him for a simple thing where it's like, dude, you're the owner, you're the boss, you have to pay people. You can't just pocket that money. Like, he just continues and continues to be an absolute fucking scumbag. The Writers Guild, the union for, um, all TV writers, movie writers, stuff like that, they have decided to go on strike because they are looking for $2 more. Um, this followed by, um, this, after that announcement came, a lot of, the. Uh, The late night TV shows, they all decided that they will not be doing their late night shows because they need, you know, their writers, yada, 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 which I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't know if you're watching late night television, like really you're watching Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, like you are that depressed of a human being. I mean, I might just be being mean and calling shots, but I just I've never understood the point of those shows, nor would I waste my time. Um, you know, this is also going to affect any movies that are coming out, any TV shows that are coming out regular basis, stuff like that. So the sooner it gets fixed, yes, it is the better for stuff like that. So there could be a little bit of you know the good shows that you love their their, their following seasons could be bad. You know, a lot of people were saying that about when that happened, when this happened in 2007, a lot of things um, really kind of fell off. Late night TV really fell off. So personally, I mean, whatever they can do what they want. You know, So I it's the right to union. But I'd say now I don't really I don't care too much about this because I don't really watch a lot of new television. I don't watch late night television. I don't really watch a lot of things like that. So it doesn't really affect me too much. You know, and I, th- I mostly watch streaming TV shows. I don't watch any live TV or anything on a on a regular basis. You know what I mean? It's not already been completed as a show. So to me, more power to them, I guess, but I really could care less. I'm just kinda happy late night television's off because those guys fucking suck donkey dicks. But whatever you know, we got a little bit of good news this week. I haven't really di- dove too much into this, but um, reports are coming out. Uh, documents revealed that uh, Jeffrey Epstein, um, after his arrest, had met with the CIA chief and former White House counsel. After his arrest, I haven't dove too much in. Dove, I haven't dove too much into it to see what that all is really about. But definitely some fishy stuff. You know, I just keep hoping that we get more and more of this because I think as American citizens and as people that um you know have children have family members that are younger this is stuff that i think we deserve to know I and mean, tons of people were affected by whatever the fuck was going on with that island i just don't see why it's such a big deal to like release the list stuff like that and to me it just obviously boils down to there's a lot of big important people that their reputation is on the line their career but at the same time who fucking cares if you're a stand-up human being you should give a fuck about that kind of stuff you shouldn't just let people slide by so i don't know i just keep hoping but i i really don't think we're ever going to get anything we have to get some president in there or somebody who was like dedicated to finding out the truth about that and just releasing the names but then again who's to say that there's so many people that are probably connected to that thing man it just it goes on and on and on and on and on but speaking of weird creepy fucks jackson mahomes was arrested for his uh Creepy makeout session that he tried to force on to the bar owner of a local bar. Um, she filed charges. He was arrested. He bailed out today as well. His brother probably paid for it. You know, or maybe his dad. His dad's got money, but deserves it. Don't be weird, man. It's not that hard. I just never understood, like, why would you ever force yourself upon someone? I forced myself on my wife because she said she wants it, so that's a little different. I would say, but it's like I've been shut down before. I've kissed a girl and she told me no, and I'm like, damn, it's embarrassing. You just walk away. It's pride. You just shoot a shot, you miss. But you don't just sit there and force yourself. But whatever. He's weird. Hopefully he gets some jail time. I think he deserves it. I, hate it. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass because I really don't like him. Something about him bothers me. It's not because I think he's gay or anything. That doesn't bother me. I'm okay with that. I just something about him makes me uncomfortable. This is weird. TikTok dances. That's what it is. It really is. Those things creep me out. But if you're somebody that is looking for a job, the IRS is hiring what is their term? Armed special agents prepared to use deadly force, um, 95,000 a year. Um, you have to work a minimum of 50 hours a week and you're also going to be on call 24 seven, even on vacation. So it sounds like a job that really, if you don't have any family or anything like that might be, might be the job for you. If you want to try to kill somebody I guess, cause there's a chance you could use deadly force might be the job for you. If you're unemployed, look for a job, might be the job for you. You just have to work a lot. Decent. That's decent money. But at the same time, putting your life into a job that just sounds horrible. I could never. I could never do that for somebody else or for, especially the U.S. government. Fuck that. Fuck that. But speaking of U.S. government, our local old folks' home leader Joe Biden um, has introduced. Oh, it's already been put into action a disastrous mortgage policy bill that um, went in, It's already went in, I guess. But 27 states said there's no way this is not possible. Basically, what it is, is it's raising um, the mortgage payments for people with good credit and ultimately trying to balance it out so that people with bad credit can buy a house. It's almost, it's like, what's the best way to put this? I don't even know. I was trying to think of something, but I can't even think of anything now. They're basically, like I just said, you know, if you have a high credit score, your mortgage is going to go up. So then you're paying more for a house that you already got at a decent rate or whatever. To basically help and even out so that banks and loan companies feel more obligated to give people with bad credit alone, knowing that you're kind of covering their ass. It's basically like hedging your bet. That's basically what he's trying to do. It's not fair in any way possible, in my opinion. How can you, someone who's worked so hard for everything they've had in their life and has a great credit score. I mean, that could be anybody. I mean, I'm 24, never bought a house. I own a vehicle. I don't have great credit, but I have decent credit. I mean, it's not bad, but who's to say I don't build it up in the next couple of years and then that would affect me What? because I I worked hard for what I got. So now I'm going to get penalized for it. It's not how the fucking America works, man. It's really not. One of the main things, the main pillars of the United States of America is literally your chance and opportunity to make whatever life you want for yourself. That's freedom. Not a lot of other places do that. That's one of the biggest things about America. You can be black, white, yellow, green, purple, blue. It does not matter. You can start your own business and build it from the ground up. You can work for somebody for the rest of your life. You can be gay. You can be transgender. Like You can be so many things here in America. And because you worked hard for something, especially, why should you get that taken away from you? Or why should you have to pay more? Why should you have to go in and ask for a raise when you just got one, but you need to somehow cover your ass. Why should you have to switch jobs because your mortgage payment goes up and you need to have more income? That's not fair. That's unrealistic. This is not a socialist country. The one thing that I absolutely hate about this country is the ever dying need to help everyone out. I understand to a point in helping people out. I get that. I try to do my part every day. Try to be kind, but why, why, why is our government constantly bailing out people, constantly making things easier for people instead of making them work, making them make a living for themselves? Why is it anybody else's problem? Everybody, every day wakes up and makes choices. Some are good choices. Some are bad choices. But those choices ultimately are on you and nobody else. Nobody else. We, other people should not have to pay for other people's shit. There's, it's just ridiculous. The, the the homeless stuff gets pushed, you know. I'm just so tired of making it seem like it's everybody's problem. It's nobody's fucking problem but the person who put themselves in that situation. It's... Point blank period. I've put myself in bad spots before. I had to get myself out of I had to get myself out of a hole. I've done stuff that I should not have done. I had to get myself out of that situation. You just you wake up and you make choices and it's nobody's responsibility to take care of you. Everyone that is above the age of 18 is considered an adult in this country, so let them make the decisions. We do not need as much government intervention with so many things as we already do. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's a dumb, it's a waste of money, point blank, period. That's just my fucking opinion. I don't know, but there is a little bit of good news in coming out of the White House or whatever the fuck, uh, Washington, D.C., I guess, this week. We are finally seeing a little bit of democracy at work here. Matt Gates, a Republican, uh, AOC, obviously a Democrat, they work together. They uh, inter- are introducing a new bill that bans any and all lawmakers from owning stocks, which is absolutely needs to happen because insider trading is a thing that is that is going on it's that's obvious but it's not fair because then these people are allowed to introduce bills into this country to make it better when there is making more money for themselves so this has been this has needed to happen a long time ago i hope that it passes and the fact that you're seeing a republican and a democrat work together to hopefully find some change and because this is something that nobody wants everybody screams it i mean if you're not If you think that this is a bad idea, then you really need to take a look at yourself because then you're literally, like, treating politicians like gods, and that's just a little bit of weird loser behavior. So figure yourself out. Get over it. This is something that needs to happen, and if it doesn't pass, I – no, I can't say that. Start another riot. Maybe at the Capitol. I don't know. Why not? I mean, should be? No, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll probably, no, I'm not going to cut that part out because I really don't care what I say on the internet. That's a thought that just came out of my head. But at the same time, it's like, our government is supposed to work for us and not work for them. It's pretty simple. Have they done that? No, passing this bill would be a really good step forward in that progress. So Congress or House of Representatives, I don't remember which one it was, pass the fucking bill. Just pass it. It's a smart thing to do if you all want to get reelected, I would say. But what do I know? I'm just a guy with a nickname named Titties. five NFL villains number one pretty simple the whole entire NFL number one villain Roger Goodell pretty easy everybody seems to hate this guy I mean he went out on the draft and was sitting there you know bringing out every time he brought out somebody he was hoping the crowd would cheer and he would sit there and just get booed and booed and booed absolutely hilarious because nobody likes him because he's made so many stupid decisions so he's easily easily number one Number two NFL villain right now has to be Deshaun Watson. Everyone thinks the guy's a fucking scumbag. Everyone thinks the guy's a weirdo. Everyone thinks he's a sexual predator. Probably other than Cleveland Brown fans, I could not imagine having him be my team's starting quarterback and, like, trying to possibly defend him. Like, constantly seeing jokes online, and you're just like, oh, my God, this guy's our quarterback. And you just got to try to die for him, but how, how would you ever die on that hill? I would denounce. I would denounce my... Fandom, I guess, is what I would do. Number three, easy, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody hates him. I personally, I like Aaron Rodgers for his his brutal honesty. You know, the, the fact that I said this, I think, on last, last week's show. I like that NFL players, NBA players, MLB players, hockey, NHL, I like that they are starting to use their voice because they're people just like us, too. You know, they are allowed to share their thoughts and opinions. They're allowed to voice their political beliefs or whatever the case may be. They're people just like the rest of us. So personally, I like Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of people don't like him. I like him for his drug use. I mean, I think that's cool. You know, he's open about it. Tells the truth. Talks about it. Made me want to try ayahuasca. Get my mind right. Find out my true meaning. Why the fuck would I not want to do that? But everybody else hates him. So he had to be He had to be on the list. Just so I could talk about how much I love him, I guess. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, we've seen this. Hit me up, dude. Twitter. Titties. TM. Number four. In my opinion, biggest villain in the NFL, Kansas city chiefs between Kermit, the frog and his family and Channing Tatum from coach Carter. So many people despise the chiefs, mostly because they win. I mean, they're not horrible people or anything like that. They just win a lot. They're a really good team. I find them annoying at times, but whatever they're good. But ultimately I think they're a villain, especially, if, I mean, they're already sitting there probably as the most hated team in the NFL. I would think, I don't know who would be higher. Maybe the Browns because of Deshaun Watson. Maybe. I don't know. But ultimately, is it from a team perspective, have to be the number one most hated team in the NFL. There's no way they're not. No way. Number five on the come up, George Pickens. I think George Pickens can be an absolute villain in NFL. I mean, remember the video when he got drafted sitting there looking like a like he was on demon time already? He's always on demon time. Loud mouth, love it. He's a dog, love it. Everything about George Pickens screams that if he excels in the NFL, he will be a villain that can go down in history. I can just see it right now. The most villainous. He can be better than fucking drama queen T.O., man. There's that possibility of George Pickens. So, love it. But that's my top five NFL villains right now. Now a little uh, NBA playoff talk as we move forward here. Starting with Knicks, Heat series tied up 1-1. Jalen Brunson Julius Randle put on quite the show uh, last night. Jimmy Butler obviously sat out. I think this is definitely the Heat series to win. I think Jimmy just sat out because he wanted a day off, he wanted to relax a little bit. I, I think the Heat win this gentleman's week. They're going to win in five. Jimmy's going to come back. I mean, he was clapping. He was smiling. He flipped off the fans in the garden like he's just a different animal right now. I think that he's going to carry this team easily once he gets back. Um, Should be back for game three, I believe. Back to Miami. They're going to win those two. Go back in the garden. Boom. Done deal. Back to the Eastern Conference Finals for the third time in four years. So pretty simple. I think that's going to happen pretty easily. Other Eastern Conference Semifinal. Celtics, Sixers. You know, a little bit of stuff before this. Uh, James Harden was slapping, slapped somebody in Vegas over the weekend and then proceeded to slap the fuck out of the Celtics in game one. Absolutely dominant performance showed up in those weird ass pants. I don't even know what they're called it Was looking like stylish as hell But Joel Embiid wins MVPs. I think he'll be is he back for game two tonight? Let me see. I forgot to look Okay, yeah. So he's playing tonight. You know, honestly, I'm not worried. I think Celtics win this series because obviously the Sixers are a lot better without Joel Embiid. It seems like. I mean, their record is has proven that. I still don't know how you win the MVP when your team literally plays better without you on out there. I mean, blows my mind. But anyways, I think Celtics still win this series. I'm not too concerned about it. We're gonna have another Celtics versus Heat Eastern Conference semifinals for the third time in four years. It's crazy. I know out west nuggets suns suns down 2-0 right now. I don't really know if they're going to I don't I could see this nuggets sweeping this series on. I bet they won't. Um I I think the suns will steal a game back at home. They do not steal a game. They'll win a game back at home. But the nuggets are just so much better. They're so much deeper compared to the suns, especially that depth is is really becoming an issue in my opinion for the the suns at this point. I didn't think they'd get far because of it. So I think Nuggets are gonna probably win. Gentlemen's feet maybe go to six, depending on how the Suns play when they get back at home. But I I think this is probably gonna be Nuggets series pretty easily. Warriors and Lakers. um, Everyone is excited for this series. I'm probably the most excited people have been for a first round or sorry semifinal matchup in a long time. Should it should be a really good one. You know, Lakers take game one. Jordan Poole took a shot that he usually seems to make. It seems like I mean he made that type of shot in the NBA Finals last year. So. But I think this could be it's be another seven-game series. The Warriors will get it figured out. They, they have too much talent. They can score the ball almost at will. So I would be very surprised. You know, the big difference in that first game, I saw a lot of people talking on Twitter. Someone was like, the Lakers were getting so many free throws. The difference between the two, Lakers play a lot more of an inside game. Warriors are playing a huge, huge three-point shooting game. That right there, they were, they shot so many more threes. They, they just don't drive as much compared to what the Lakers were doing. So that was a big, big deciding factor. A couple more shots go the Warriors' way. They win that game, though. That's the crazy thing. Is it just depends on how they're shooting, who's stepping up, how things are going offensively and defensively. But I do think the Warriors will win this series. I think we'll get a Nuggets-Warriors-Western Conference Finals. Seems, seems legit to me. Now uh, we'll move on to a little bit of NFL draft recap. Talk about a couple picks, talk a couple things that are, you know, my first reactions. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw I posted a thread, my instant reactions to every pick. If you haven't, um, go check that out. I thought it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it, but whatever, Not, nonetheless. You know, Carolina obviously takes Bryce Young, number one. I think Bryce is in a position to itself. Um, Panthers obviously were pretty bad last year. You know, new head coach, Frank Reich, he's... Not like it's his first head coaching job. Kind of was flaming out there in Indianapolis. We'll hope things kind of go the right way. I think out of all the quarterbacks drafted, Bryce has the best chance to exceed. Just when you look at how stacked and talented the AFC is right now, I think that he has the best chance to make the playoffs year one. You know, the best chance to probably make a Super Bowl out of this bunch. But great pick for the Panthers. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about Bryce's size, but I do think that he can really, really excel. NFL. I mean, I saw the guy, you know, his ability to read, the move through his progressions, he's quick on his feet. Everything about Bryce, he has a lot of really good potential. I I I think it'll translate. I really do. And then obviously, you know, Texans go number two, CJ Stroud, trade up for number three, get Will Anderson. They did a lot of work in the draft, and I really, really like it. You know, I was kind of skeptical of the CJ Stroud pick at first, but then when they traded back up, I was like, okay. They're they're actually trying to do a lot more with this team, so it kind of got me excited. My instant reaction was like, I do not like I do I was saying all year. I did not want the Texans to draft a quarterback, but they did a lot of work, they did a lot of effort to make the overall roster better as a whole. Getting Will Anderson, I think, was huge. So there's there's a lot to like about the Texans, a lot to a lot to build off. I don't think they'll have a lot of success here one, but they have a lot of that foundation already there. And then, you know, you talk Anthony Richardson going number four to the Colts. I think in terms of the best opportunity, I think Anthony Richardson does have the best opportunity. I mean, the guy is physically gifted. He just makes, at times, a lot of stupid decisions. His passes are not the best, in my opinion. But what the, I've been saying it forever and ever and ever. The Colts, in my opinion, have such a talented roster that can win right now. And I think that he is going to be in the best position to win win right away because of the talent on the team see if it translates we'll see if he translates to the nfl but i think there's a lot a lot to like about the colts a couple other picks that i really like here I uh, really like the Raiders picking up Tyree Wilson at number seven. I think that gives them a lot of depth. I mean, when you think about what they have up front now with Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, if he can kind of get back to where he was the year before... And now Tyree Wilson, if he pans out and works out as the athlete and what they think he can be, that could be a really, really dominant front three, four, however they run their defense this next year. So to me, that's a really exciting pick. And I really think there's a lot of opportunity there, especially, you know, pre picking and thinking Chandler Jones only got a couple of years left. He is getting older. I don't know what his contract looks like, but there's there's that opportunity there that he could be gone shortly. So Tyree Wilson and Max Crosby could become a dominant fucking duo in the NFL, and that really excites me. Eighth pick, I really I really did like the Falcons picking up Bijan Robinson. I think that there's a lot of potential there in mean, Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algeira, and now Bijan Robinson in your backfield to mix in, you know, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Desmond Ritter really has a really good opportunity to excel for the Falcons. He's got a lot of weapons in place. The defense is still a big question mark, but there's a lot, a lot to like about what the Falcons can do on offense. Then the Eagles come up, trade for pick nine, get Jalen Carter, they get Nolan Smith at the end of the um, I don't remember when they got him, they go out and get Kiddie Ringo. They're just putting the Georgia defense back together, you know, and then they go out and trade for DeAndre Swift after the Lions picked up Jamar Gibbs. So they're just stock pound, stock pound, stop pounding. Pound. It's gonna be hard to beat the Eagles in the NFC. I the NFC is so weak now without Aaron Rodgers there that really to me took a lot of the value down. So it's, it's really wide open, but the Eagles are really, really putting themselves in position to go out and make the Super Bowl almost every year, which they very well could do the way the NFC is right now. The receivers started coming off the board at around pick 20. Seahawks pick up Jackson Smith and Jigla. Gives them a nasty fucking trio of wide receivers. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, now Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I think is really gonna translate well to NFL, not having to be like the main wideout two. That's gonna be very beneficial to him to kind of, you know, learn it just a little bit. I don't think it'll take him long, but a lot to like there for Geno Smith. Three really solid weapons to throw the ball to, really, really great potential. Chargers then follow that up. Go get Quint- Quentin Johnson, who's m- downright my favorite wide receiver in this class. I think he has a ton of potential. And they've been dealing with injuries with Mike Williams, Kenan Allen. If they stay healthy, that's a nasty trio of wide receivers if Johnson pans out. If not, you know, hopefully he can step in and excel right away. They also picked up Max Duggan. So maybe if Herbert gets hurt, don't, don't want that for anybody. But there's a real possibility that Quentin Johnson could be a real big time thing. Same situation as in Jigba, you know. You have two veterans in front of you who are kind of already the go-to guys. You get a chance to come in. Not too much pressure on you, but you can have a chance to really excel. I like it for both of them. Ravens, you know, after they sign Lamar to their big extension, they go out and get Zay Flowers in the first round. He should he should pan out pretty well, too. You know, Ravens finally getting him a couple weapons, a couple people to throw the ball, too, you know, after signing LBJ. So I really like that for them. Vikings after getting rid of Adam Thielen, they go pick up Jordan Addison. I think he could be a really good one-two punch with Justin Jefferson if everything works out for him. Ton of potential there. You know, then even tight ends started coming off the board. You know, two uh pick twenty-five. Uh Dalton Kincaid goes to the Bills. Really, really like that pick. I think that he has a lot, a lot of potential, can really excel. Really, really can. Only really three more picks here that I really want to talk about. I mean, I can go through all seven rounds and just pick out who I like, who I don't like, stuff like that. But far, the coolest pick of the draft had to be Joey Porter Jr., though, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, where his dad, Joey Porter, obviously played there for so long, they ended up picking him up. It was just a cool story. You know, his dad gave him some words of encouragement, out of fun out of the first round. He's going to be a dog. I think he's going to fit right in in Pittsburgh. You know, he's already been there for so long with his dad, all that stuff. So I really, really like that. It's a cool pick. Last two quarterbacks that I really matter, you know, Will Levis ends up going to the Titans, Hendon Hooker to the Lions. Hendon Hooker, I think, you know, he'll sit for a year. Might get the opportunity. He is a little bit older. Things aren't really working out. I could see him being out the door pretty soon. Detroit, part of why he felt, I mean, he was hurt as well, but I just his age, I mean, Brandon Whedon had an unbelievable college career, but he was older, didn't have, you know, everything looked like it could be there, but those extra years really do matter in terms of development. But Will Levis to the Titans, I was... Sitting there, I was like, I wonder if there's any Tennessee Vol fans that are upset because a Kentucky Wildcat quarterback just got drafted to the Titans, if that's their team. like That would probably, I'd be like, are you fucking serious? Now I have to root for Will Levis. But, you know, thinking about that whole thing, I don't, I never really liked Anthony Richardson or Will Levis throughout this process. But sitting back, I think it would be cool if they worked out. Obviously, you want to see success for anybody in life. But the fact that C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will levis they're all in the same division with Trevor Lawrence now. They're all going to have an opportunity to start, to be a starter at some point. That could be really fun. We could really find out who's like the best in that draft class. Obviously, you have Bryce over in the NFC, but like it could be really, really fun to just see those guys battle it out. And then you start thinking, if those guys work out, if they pan out as prospects and as quarterbacks in the NFL, the AFC is loaded. Just think 10 years down the road, these guys are at most, you know, 35, 35, 37. We obviously, Ray Rogers, Brady, they were able to do this. If these, if every starter in the AFC right now could play for another 10 years, other than like Aaron Rodgers, basically, you have Patrick Mahomes for another 10 years, Joe Burrow for another 10 years, Justin Herbert for another 10 years. Well, hold on, let's do this the right way. We'll go through the AFC East. You have Mac Jones, Tua, no, the Jets, no. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. He's still not that old either. AFC West, we got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I was blanking. I couldn't think of who the other AFC quarterbacks were. Raiders and Broncos, I don't think that Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo would stick out for the next 10 years. So really, then that leaves three teams. The Raiders... The Broncos and the Jets will will, all have to draft quarterbacks at some point in the next couple of years. But if those 13 guys panned out and were decent starters in the NFL or, you know, made pro Bowls and just competed, the AFC playoffs could be unreal for the next 8 to 10 years at least. Tons of talent, tons of awesome quarterbacks. These young rookies pan out, you know, if Mac Jones, if things get figured out there in New England. Tua stays healthy. There's all these guys that have been on the fringe that now will have the opportunity to hopefully be successful. If all 13 were successful, that would be insane. The AFC is going to be so tough for years to come. We all already knew this. But if these new rookies pan out, man, I cannot wait. But that's today's show. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you know any love you can send my way. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Share with your friends, family members. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those things. But have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you in like a month. I think my next show will be, I'm not even going to look. It's going to be June something by the time I get back. So like I said, next three weeks, no show, but hopefully this one holds you over. Hopefully you listen. Hopefully you get invested. I don't know anything else to say, but I love you, and thank you for your time. Kidding, I forgot to say, your boy Titties is out.